Ahoy there, legendary listener. Welcome to another episode of the Halo Effect podcast. My name is Lauren Quellhurst, and this podcast journeys into the world of people from all walks of life. And through the power of communication, I aim to shine light on topics that will ultimately add value. It's designed to inspire, ignite, and uplift the speaker and listener through exposing the beauty that exists within the raw and the real. It's a wherever, whenever kind of podcast where you can find an episode to match your mood, the weather, or the company. If you or someone you know has a story that will add value, please get in touch and we'll aim to get them onto the podcast. So get ready for the value to come. Get set with your favorite tea or coffee for the run. And let's go. Let's dive deep, shine some light, and have some fun. And so the halo effect begins. Oh, wow. I've never seen this before. Yeah. So it's just like we get to have Siri along for the ride with this podcast. So introducing (laughs) into our little episode here, I've got the legendary Jake Ward. And as last minute and random as me, I feel like Jake has a very similar attitude to life. He is an entrepreneur, a business owner. Um, He's a mindset and personal transformation coach for men. I think I just nailed it. I am going to mic drop myself here. (laughs) Uh, I don't really have too much of a background on who you are as a person other than I've heard so much about you from other people. And it was like, I just feel like I need to reach out, get you on hear your story as to why you do the work that you do, particularly with men, but how you kind of entered yeah. into the like entrepreneur scene, because I'd, I don't know if, if people are watching the YouTube version of this and can see Jake and his level of casual and epicness <laughs> that he has, you'll probably want to know more about him as well. And a side note, he is doing the Goggins four by four by 48. And he is doing this in one of his breaks. So like, high fives all round for you dude and come on in introduce yourself tell your legendary story and let's get this show on the road oh well thank you for having me Lauren I guess you know the easiest way that I can start this is um you know I've grown up as a young kid exposed to domestic violence um I grew up with divorced parents um you know throughout going through all of that I was an overweight kid uh bullied big glasses it's not really like the the casual like character that I am now like tattooed up and skinny and or not skinny and all of that you know so like I had a lot of barriers to start but if I was to rewind my story where it all started it was you know I grew up through a troubled childhood and like anything man you're growing up through a troubled childhood you know you are a product of the people that you are around and my mum and dad were beautiful people it's just there was different things that I'd been exposed to in different circumstances so I guess it all started for me, like um, having that was the starting frame for me. And then I guess getting bullied as a kid when I was younger. So I was bullied a lot, like um, from the ages of like uh, like seven to about 14, 14 years old. And I guess the like if you look at the ways. Years, to, hey. 
Yeah, the exactly like from zero to seven is the imprinting years where your brain's in a state of theta and it's constantly downloading what it means to be a human being. And then from there, I think it's eight to 14, which is not the, it's the modeling period. So where you learn from like TV stars, this is where your shadow's created too, right? Which is pretty cool when you do the shadow work, you know, your TV stars, think people that you idolize, uh, your friends, your family, and all the people that are around you as well. On top of that as well, you could be modeling off people's parents at school, or etc you know what I mean so for me like when I was going through all of this pain like um it, it was quite traumatic for me you know what I mean to feel like outcasted uh to feel alone to feel bullied and to feel like insecure and feel to feel weak and Dr. D Martini says our greatest unconscious values come from our greatest unconscious voids so this is where the the um value of strength and protection came into me and this is where it was born so like um i'll never forget this day i was at a rugby club um at the time and i didn't have my older brother and this is a part of my story where it came leading into you know 15 years of martial arts professional kickboxer first down black belt done brazilian jiu-jitsu done krav maga special forces uh, every sort, every sort, every sort of martial art that you can think of that I've done, and I remember getting bullied by a massive amount of group of kids, and it wasn't just like one; they were older and they beat me up. And then I just remember going to my mum, like, "Mum, help!" Um, like, she, and she didn't really understand at the time. Like, I was upset. She said, "No, that's no, all good." And then it happened again. And then I remember in that time and in that moment, I went out there and fought for my life. In my mind, I was fighting for my life, right? And I went out there and like. Like, like unleashed everything inside of me, all that pain. And I, I got the bullies to stop bullying me. So I was like, oh, hold on a second. I'm onto something here. And then it kind of happened a little bit again. And I just kept fighting off all the bullies and bullies. And it got to like um, 14. Um, and this is still, you know, like brewing all my insecurities. I had body insecurities, thought I was fat, big hips, big nipples, glasses, thought no girl would ever want me in my life. And, um, yeah, that kept going until I was about 14 when a girl said I was fat and had man boobs. <laughs> and then that's um, that's when I decided to change. And that's what like brew that pain inside of me. And then from that, I like uh, after I got bullied and that happened, I started martial arts at the age of 15. And that's when my life started to change for me. So I can say, you know, the martial arts, it carried me as my story goes on, has carried me through the foundations that I had in martial arts was focus, discipline, you know, humility and being the hardest person, the hardest worker in the room. That's what carried me through. And that was the, the ethic that I defaulted back on to get me out of that gang mentality, which I'll go into. Um, so yeah, yeah, I guess do before I keep moving through the story, do you have any questions on that? Because I sometimes I ramble. So I just like to ask, check in with you. You tell me if there's anything that you need to ask. Otherwise, I can still keep these wheels spinning. <laughs> Ooh, the vibes over here. Um, but I love that you asked that question because people can I love that people get lost in their story and they start to tell it and not even get lost, but just start to tell it because so many people yeah. think that their story is something so far beyond them or it's not interesting. It's like, but you lived it. It's different to my life and I want to hear it. And I think what's coming through to me is like, I really want to understand like what your why is. And when you talk about the girl that said that, it's like, I know that your mentality now would be so grateful for that catalyst moment that sure. took you to the point of, I'm never fucking going back here. I never want to feel like this again. I never want to have those comments come in. Um, and I'd just be curious about your, 
the processes along the way to get to the legend that you are now? Because I'm sure, like, I think of life a little bit in terms of like the Eminem albums where he has like relapse recovery and all of that kind of stuff. And I love him. He's such a legend, but I would love to know if you've hit like points along the way where you felt triggered to go back into that, um, the state of insecurity and fear and, um, I'm, I'm sure that happened before you really mastered all of the teachings in, um, in, in the martial arts side of the world. Yeah, 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 for sure. Don't worry. When like I end up like, you know, before I go back into it on fast forward, when I came into 18 and going out nightclubbing and getting involved with gangs and all of that stuff, all the insecurities bred back. Yeah. Had to go through and come back and pull it off but i guess one of the pinnacle points was obviously with that girl and another one just before that happened and this is where i believe in the law of manifestation right i remember vividly to this day right and i, I claimed myself i claimed i was i was in my xbox i was playing xbox in my brother's room of like um, a fighting game it was called death row i think i remember the name still and it was like you know you could create your favorite character on there and you go through all the levels bashing all these guys and um you um i made him like you know everything that i felt that i wasn't at the time you know like good looking fighting skills like so he could have the ability to protect himself and i just kick some ass in there and i just said i remember specifically when i was like no one day i'm gonna be like that fighter on that game and i'm gonna have the ability to protect myself my friends and everyone else around me and i was like and i will get there i don't know no matter what and i didn't really realize until like um you know and I claimed it, you know what I mean? Like I claimed it vividly. I remember saying that, like, you know, my intention and my feeling were there and I just claimed it in that moment. And then as the years let, let on and it started to go devolve, I finally, like, it kind of like went ding one day. I was like, I made this happen. But, um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but do you, do you, was there, so before I go back into that, like, and, and I guess my why, like, before I go, like, further into the story was more cultivated after I got out of the gang life. Um, and that was just the driving forces from my martial arts that helped got me, get me through that. But I only just started my journey here. This is when I started at 15. But, um, yeah, like, do you want me to continue? Have you got any questions on that? No, we'll go into, like, some NLP and visualization manifestation stuff after you talk about, um, yeah, just just continue with it. Talk about the gang life. Tell me about. It. I'm so curious because I just see you and I'm like, it's, oh, I just get so inspired by people who who choose to make it through. Because when you talk about, I I saw this kid on the video screen that I thought I was going to be one day. It's like when I hear that, I'm like, you were already that kid. Like that mm. kid was inside of you already. It was just about shedding the layers of fat it was shedding the layers of shit beliefs and conditioning which you know thankfully for the tools of martial arts which resonated with you or yoga with me or whatever the heck it is with someone else and it's like to get to where you are I'm like yes you made it because you're such value in this world and like your message to to share with people I'm sure you've just got like so many people that um, respect and admire you and and you've gotten them out of their crappy state yeah for sure for sure like um and you hit the nail on the head we have everything that we inside of us that we need right and it's an nlp principle like you have every all the resources that exist are within you it's just about you searching for them and looking for them because yeah. we always look our brains trained to look for what's wrong not for what's right right yeah. so yeah i guess you know as you know 
going through my childhood was, you know, domestic violence, divorced parents. Uh, I, I had witnessed all of that kid that was bullied, you know, overweight. So I experienced a lot of body insecurities, a lot of shame, guilt, embarrassment, or the way, or way that I looked. And then to hit the nail back on the head, that's where 15, I started to get the martial arts, got into shape. And as I said before, those stories happen. So as my life continues, I think, you know, you know, went through schooling and everything else. like that. got great grades, was this computer science geek. So I was this <laughs> computer game and nerd that was also great at martial arts. So it was kind of a, uh, like a mixed lifestyle. And then eventually, I guess, you know, like for having this void of protection and like this wounded kid, I always had a need to be strong and a need to be protected. And I had to cultivate that through myself for fighting, started kickboxing and um, when I was 17 years old, but fast forwarding on like you know you know i wanted to be an sas and sorry a commando in the australian royal army and then i wanted to be in the sas and then i kind of got out of school and kind of got talked out of it a little bit and my life did a little bit of a 180 you know when we get to 18 we get curious right so i started you know doing drugs alcohol partying having a good time and i'm you know from this kid was bullied i cultivated a massive like beautiful friendship circle that i still have to this day i've known for 20 years 15 and 10 all, all above 15 years now and um so as we went out and then you know my brother he was always my protector and my guardian although that i was a martial artist he'd always look after me and he went out and said like you know it's a rule you know he through his experiences going to all these parties like people are getting uh, bottled uh, you know a lot of it was actually a lot worse back in the day people were getting bottled and stabbed and all of that stuff he's like it's a, it's a harsh world out there right and i'm always going to be there to protect you because i know that you're doing your martial arts and everything else like that but you know you're going to make sure that you defend yourself if you ever go out and this and a situation like this occurs to you just like be the first one to hit and i really took that on and i was very overprotective of my friends because i'd had you know divorced parents um you know and i was bullied a lot and, you know, I felt like, you know, I didn't want to lose that. So every time that I'd go out and we're at night clubbing or anything like that, I'd never be the bully because I had been bullied and I know what that is, but I had a very, very short fuse. And, you know, and that's what would happen. Like when an altercation would come up, I'd like, hey, mate, like, are you right? You know, you're in your space. And nine times out of 10, like back then, a lot of people are getting lippy after a few alcohol. So as soon as that happened, that's my trigger. And that's what led me to getting banned from every nightclub in Perth. I had, you know, like was banned from every, nearly every single nightclub on Perth. And still to this day, like I actually went out, like, like I didn't really go out much anymore, even though that, that's all been smoothed over. I've learned how to control all of that. And that's not even a worry in the park. You know, I'm sitting out there, I'm pretty much coaching people when I'm out in nightclub. If I, not that I ever really go to nightclubs, but in pubs, I'm like, relax. Like, that's not worth it, man. I was like, think of the consequences, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, like, um, yeah, as I was saying, it was still it was still like that. I'm still banned. I went to a place like, you know, you're banned. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, I haven't been out in like five years. He's like, oh, no. he's like, he's like come in. He's like, I'll let you. I was just like, man, it's still getting haunted from this shit. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like I had that bred into me. So what happened was just going out here and I would be the bully basher. I'd go out to the nightclub and I'd bash all the guys that were the bullies. And obviously that got me in trouble a lot. Like with all the guys, anyone that would like hurt my friends or harm my friends or aggressive, it would be on straight away. No questions asked. Um, mm -hmm. And that's how I learned obviously with that and fighting, which was a very yin and yang. So I'm humble, disciplined, focused, and I'm drinking, doing drugs, getting lit uh, and fighting everyone. So it was like, it was like, I always say it's the yin and yang, like the good and bad. It was a very mixture lifestyle. So I was still like cultivating with these two flavors. And then I guess 
after time and me and my brother also had that big reputation as well in our area called Rockingham we had a massive reputation of you know of who we were and what we stood for um, that eventually led us into gang life I was still training doing martial arts all the time fighting and for me like it was never really for me I didn't really ever really choose the gang life but it kind of chose my brother and my at that time you know like I hadn't had the best, you know, my, my relationship had always been steady with my mom, but in my, I was quite disconnected with my dad. And it was, I love my brother more than anything. And I felt like when he joined, I was going to lose him. So I was like, mm-hmm. what am I going to do? Yeah. Like, what am I going to do if I lose him? Like, okay, cool. So I have two options here, potentially lose my brother because I can't help him. Or if something happens in that life, how can I help him? How can I be there for him? I can't because you know, I'm an outsider. So the only way to, solve this in my world is to join with him and in his time at the moment in his mind he was like i've got to join the gang so i can be the most feared person so i can protect my brother so that's the reason why he joined and then i joined to protect him and then yeah then that's you know at the age of 21 i was the youngest uh, patch member of uh, the Rebels Motorcycle Club which was at that time the number one biggest gang in Australia so I was only 21 years old and um, I become, you know, as you anything like going through in that toxic masculinity environment, you understand that. Yeah, I got a massive, you know, it was a great perspective thing. That, and I don't, I can't say that I regret all of it because it's allowed me to have an, such an open mind and be able to see and understand so many different sorts of people because the, all the people in there, like mostly scared men, they're insecure. They want to find something, they're, they're lost. They're, they're searching for something to make them feel loved and significant and to be connected. And obviously with that, that comes bad consequences and negative consequences, but most of them are like that. And then you have the other people as well that are just all screwed up. But, and then there's the other people that just like to ride motorbikes, but that's, that's what I found. And being in there and learning about it all was a massive experience for me. Um, and yeah. So before I, I, I take this story, keep going, um, I can tell you where it all shifted for me, but just just to check in, do you have any questions? I love how you do that. It's really cool, Jake. Because um, the the whole time that you're talking behind him, <clears throat> behind him on um, his background, it has evolve, innovate, inspire. But I keep reading just love, and I think this is impact and it's like. Well, I think. Like love is evil. I'll spell it backwards. Like Eminem would say, I think I said in my last podcast that I just did, but it's like, no, but like love feels like the thing that things always boil down to like a feeling like we belong somewhere. And that's what both you and your brother were doing. That's the men that you coach these days. It's this feeling of like, we're not enough or if we need to prove ourselves in some sort of way that we'll eventually feel loved, whether that was in bashing people or like being part of a gang, it's this deeper meaning of wanting um, to connect to like a group of like-minded people who are wanting to, you know, do good for the world. And that for you, you were doing good for your friends, but it was, it was at the expense of other people. So I will let you go down what you we'll be sharing next, but I would love to also understand now how you bring love into your world as well. So it's like replacing that bad habit of, of the way that you were doing it before that wasn't in the most constructive way um, to now how you bring love in to be like that force for good in your world. 
So yeah, I guess like the way that I bring I love into my world and that is is when you've been through so much at such a young age now, like I have such a, a perspective, you know, I've been through like um what most men haven't in a whole fucking lifetime within yeah. 29 years. You know, I mean it's been a roller coaster to go through that like almost heaps of personality shifts too. And I guess I can always merit that too. I always never let lost sight of my my truest values, my core values. And that was just my moral compass that I was still grew up with. I screwed you up to be like this mummy's boy with big heart and big love. And I never, and I propped that to my friends, right? I never really lost sight of who I was. Yes, there was behaviors and mentality shifts and habits that could all be pushed back, but I never really lost sight. So I was here I was with all these bad people. And then I'd go be the exact same Jake Ward I was young with all my best friends. Mm-hmm. So that allowed me to do that. But I guess for me now, like I didn't, when I was in the gangs, it wasn't really that I chose um, that I got love and connection. There was more, I got significance from it. And uh, it was true. born from that. It was that significance, but it was more that born for, because I, I got connection and love through my friends that are still there. I never really needed it. And when I was in there, because I was different, you know, I was only feared in there because. I was a hard worker. I'd be, I'd work harder than anyone, and I'd trained all the time. And I was a stand. I wouldn't take shit from anyone, and I still stand to that to that day. But obviously, for, with that that ethic, it's not like that anymore. It's like, hey, I see you, brother. I feel you. So, how can I help? But the way that I, I guess, you know, from that, so I've got that significance. Now I get significance in transforming people's lives. I get significance in, you know, not only transforming people, men's life, but I also run a six-figure business, which is my gym coaching business. So my gym with my best friend. So I get to literally help build a community, a safe community where there's nowhere you go. There's everyone that goes there, they can feel welcome. You know, we have such a good time. And I, I can, when I, when I go into that, I can relate to going to the Tony Robbins, seeing the atmosphere and then bringing it into a gym. And that's what we try to kind of do. And as you would have been if you've been through that, which I will get to eventually, like when you've been through that, you would know, like when you go in there, you're like, this is sick, boo. It was very upfront. Right? So like, it's like, boo. <laughs> yeah, like when I get into, like when I fast forward to where I left and everything else, that that was one of the biggest pat- pinnacle factors. But I thought everyone was on drugs in Tony Rowan. I was like, <laughs> people are like, up to a business and personal development seminar. Everyone's on drugs. I was like, what's going on here? I literally did. I was just like, why is everyone dancing? I was like, are they selling alcohol here? And I was going around looking at like, beers. So where's the beer stand? I was like, I can't see water. Like these green shakes is crazy, right? It's and but, I guess uh, it's that like people can see that as well. And like an onlooker without without having knowledge or anything, you go into instant judgment, right? Of like previous experience. So you go like cult, like you're a fucking cult. What is this? Like, and it's like, but then you enter into it and you realize that, yeah, I guess with all of the work that you do now that it's all about state and it's about physiology and where like your energy's at and the quickest way to kind of access that is through like our breath and our body movements. And um, it's really contagious. It's like, it's so contagious when you're in it. It's like, you don't want to be the one who's not fitting in, in a room like that. It's like, so you get up and rave and you're like, I'm raving at like 3am because it's an American seminar and this is fucking nuts. And I love it. Like, I just, I can't explain it. It's like, you have to get people to experience it. And I'm sure that's what you get um, people to do in the gym. That's like, just, you have to experience it. You can't just talk about it. You have to do the work. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. 
Um, but yeah, like if that was to answer question, that's where I've always had love in my life and I always bring that love uh, with me, you know what I mean? And love it. learning more about like heart math and everything in there, when you're in service of your heart and you're really connected to it, you know, that's when you learn to be really contribution given. Yeah. You know, learning to be contribution driven, like one of the six human needs as well, when you can switch into contribution driven, it doesn't matter about the outcome because money or money and whatever you want will come because it's a way of being authentic and genuine. And if you're doing that and that within that best interest, the byproduct of what you want will always come. But um, yeah, I guess like moving on, like in 2015, you know, like that's where my life changed. So like I hadn't, I wasn't still the transformed human being. I was still aggressive. I experimented with steroids and stuff, <coughs> stuff like that. I think I, I was sitting like 92 kilos now, but at one point in my life, I was like 112, 110 kilos, like big juice meat monkey of what people used to call it. And um. I was working fly in, fly out. So I was working fly in, fly out, doing a four and one roster. I'd been doing that for like three years back then. And I didn't finish fly in, fly out for until 2017. But I'd experienced, you know, all the dramas and, you know, like the isolation problems and the mental health issues that come alongside working for FIFO. Um, but yeah, I guess in 2015, that all changed for me. I think I lost a job for sticking up for the boys, telling one of the big bosses to go fuck himself and stop pushing, like, um, like stop pushing the boys. You, it's not that you're trying to do it. You're trying to can make us compete in a high level risk uh, job against another team to beat their time so that you can get this done quicker. That's fucking bullshit. Go like, oh, fuck yourself, mate. Excuse my language too. Like, um, and that was like, yeah, it was like a really highly triggered, lost my job. And it kind of, my life kind of, and this is the pinnacle point of my life. My life kind of come tumbling down from there. I kept losing jobs, couldn't sustain a job. Um, and then I was actually in $40,000 worth of debt on criminal charges. That wasn't actually me. So I was fighting it. Uh, it later got dismissed, but it still cost me an arm and a leg. Um, yeah. So I'd lost my job. Uh, I was in a toxic relationship with a girl. Uh, working fly and fly out and uh, for those men who are listening when you have relationship troubles and you're working four and one and you can't contact them and they're refusing and they're doing it sends you insane send you insane you know what i mean especially if you're like in love as you'd like to call it or whatever mm. you'd want to uh, give that um but yeah 2015 i was still involved with the gang i'd lost my job oh, yeah, another job um i was forty thousand dollars in debt uh, I had to, I started doing things to make ends meet so I could pay my bills, like pay my rent. Um, it came to like my life came crashing down and I sat on the edge of my bed in like self pity, you know, like crying, upset. And I was like, what the fuck happened to you? And like, he's like, what? You look at your fucking life. Like what you've done, you're 23 years old and you, this is where you're at right now. You've got no money. You can barely pay your bills. You can't. You can, you're just surviving to get food. And obviously I had a little bit of support with my brother. I was like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And it was in that moment, you know, in that pain, that's when that, that, that warrior instinct in myself and my martial arts box, it's like in NLP, we look at copy paste strategies where you've had success. It's like how the brain generalizes. And all I did, I was just like in that moment after I, you know, I experienced that struggle and pain. And I remember crying myself almost to sleep. I was just like, no, nah. like, he was like, this isn't you. It was like, time to step the fuck up and take full ownership for your life. 
take accountability for everything. It's not their fault that you got angry. It's not this fault. Everything in your life up until this point is your responsibility. You take that and you do something with it. You know, and I always tell people, and this is one of my favorite sayings, is that all great change happens when you get sick and tired of your own bullshit. And if you're familiar with Tony Robbins' work as well, he will say, say, you know, the same thing. You know, when you will remain the same until the pain is greater than wanting to change. And that's the same principle, right? Because through, through pain, you know, there will always be two options, to sit there and continue to play a victim or you can step the fuck up. And that's what I chose to do. And then I done that the same day, clean the house. I got up the next day, clean the house, got all my shit together, tidied everything that I could think of, done my resume, got my resume done, applied for every single job that I could think of for fucking hours, called everyone up relentlessly, yeah. everyone up, go, go, go. And then I was just like, this isn't enough. I was like, right, bang, Google. I went to Google and I was like, how to be successful. Because I'm not yeah. fucking dealing with this anymore. And then that led me into like learning about books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, Donald Trump, Trump, Think Like a Champion, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Cashflow Quadrant, Think Rich and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Uh, I don't think the satellite of giving a fuck was out there. I read real estate, different real estate books. Um, and I read all these different books until I come across another book called Tony Robbins, um, Awaken the Giant Within. So I was reading all these books and I finally got a job. I got a break. So I got a break and then learning all these books, I learned how to put finance strategies in place. I kept doing this and then I, and I kept doing this, kept evolving, saving, paying off my debt, systemizing my life while working a fly and fly out with 100% intention just to do good. And I started getting my fitness back together and everything else like that. And then, um, yeah, then it wasn't until I realized the power of mindset. Like I kept, I was like, you keep going so motivated and then you stop. So I was like, there needs to be a tool here. Oh, your mind. Best mindset book. And that's when it came across Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within. Nice. And then I, I started learning about the mind. I'm like, oh my God, well, I didn't even know this existed. You can do stuff like this. Wow, this is crazy. Yeah, all right. Dude, it's like a life before it and then after it. And this is how I describe, like, I was so skeptical of like Tony Robbins. I'm like, yeah, whatever is whatever. And I came over and it's like literally my life before I moved here in with my sister and her partner who are awesome. And before I met Tom, it's like, what the fuck was I doing for the rest of my life? Like, I thought I was like, no, it's just like, (laughs) me before then and I knew that inner me was like the me that I am now but it's just like I also didn't know the levels that you could go to and it's like you open up that Narnia door like fucking welcome in like these are my friends hello come on come on boys (laughs) boys and girls yeah a hundred percent and now, so I was experiencing all of this personal growth while still being involved with gangs and still was like not necessarily fighting as much, but my growth had done this and this had happened until 2017. Wow. Um, so experiencing the life of chaos and destruction and then abundance and joy. And I'm getting a big hat. <laughs> so I was like moving forward through this, but moving through that, it was come to 2017. I'd saved, you know, over a hundred grand. I paid off all my debts. I had everything right. I had everything like sorted and it was 2017 so 2016 sorry and I still was in the evolved in the gang and I was like oh let's go to this Tony Robbins event I read his book it's crazy so I went over to Sydney with three of my friends and um we did Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within live in person 
And um, we'd done all of that. And I was just like sitting there like this gang member jumping around like, yeah. <laughs> Make you move. Uh, but it wasn't like that. It, 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 it helped me break through so much. And that was when the power of, I was like, personal development was born for me. I was like, okay, I had a fear of failure, fear I'm not good enough, fear I'm too dumb, fear of this, um, fear of, like, I had insecurities, um, all of this. And I realized that it was just, a thought and a belief that I choose to, uh, that I chose to believe in by the meaning I attached to something in a certain negative situation in my life or in something where um, I had emotional impact in my life and these stories came up. And when I realized I had the ability to change these stories and shift these stories and create new stories and believe in that, I was like, what the fuck? And we've done all the walk across the coals and all the breakthroughs. And I was just like, man, there's something in this. And that's when I manifested being a coach. I was like, all right, cool. This is something that I'll write this down as another business while I'm still opening another business. And then it was 2000. So we'd done all the Tony Robbins, still involved in gang. Then in 2017, there was a massive blow up in the gang world where there was a patch over. So if you've ever seen like Sons of Anarchy or anything like that, it's not necessarily something that goes go down well. Mm. It's where the one gang shifts to another side, they swap over. So it was pretty much like where I was right then. It was blowing up in that area. Um, and as you can imagine, like with all the stuff that's involved with that. Um, and when we got an opportunity to change, myself and a lot of the other friends that I grew up with, we decided to leave. And I was like, um, we're like, this isn't this. I only ever joined, you know, I lost, like when I was doing this, I was such a passionate individual. And when I started to, when I joined the gang, they took fighting away from me. They took away my fighter's license. So that was my outlet for my pain back then. And that got taken away from me. You know what I mean? Still, I was able to do martial arts. And that's when, you know, I got my black belt, in, my first down black belt in Zendukai and trained, you know, for like fights after fight after fight. But that got taken away from me. And I was just like, man, I want to get that back and I want to change my life, you know? I'd already done that. I also was like, this is an opportunity for me to set myself free and be who that rediscover myself and be that person that I am, which is a hard led human. I can be that person and show up as that person and keep innovating and creating that person every day. And when I'd done that, I left. And that's when I began to take massive action. You'd be familiar with that with the time. I thought, let's go, let's go, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like, Still working like I'd worked FIFO planning out and we opened a gym called Core 9. Uh, so we'd left 2017 in December. So 2000, I think, think 2016, I think I might, or 17, I'd left. And in 2017, I'd quit FIFO. I'd, I'd re like, quit FIFO, retired the FIFO. I ain't, like, I'm burning the motherfucking ships. I'm not renewing yeah. any of my cards. I'm not doing any of that shit. I'm making this work, right? And that's what I said. And then, um, yeah and when we then we opened up a gym and then after a while like we did we like i said we were two scaffolders right two scaffolders you know i had like red books and stuff like that taxes this bit of marketing that like that but we hadn't really no like business skills but we just made it work we just learned innovated kept creating the skills i kept learning more kept getting the skills like marketing sales i did courses and all of that businesses how to make businesses work and then just learned on the job too and then, yeah, fast forward, you know, three years, like three years throughout that uh, throughout that period until right now, um, from 2017 to now, so what's that, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, from 2017 to 21, you know, we made the gym successful, looking at to opening another one, 
I become a neurolinguistic practitioner, then a master practitioner, mental health first, yeah, mental health first aider, done thousands of hours of like personal development. And then I created like a men, or it wasn't originally men's trans, a men's like the men's mindset transformation company. I was just, you know, like a coach, a coach, but I just learned the power of personal development. I was like, if I can fucking change this and make this happen and create this job. And I thought like living for like, not, not financially free, but living freedom was it like uh, just a myth. Like I was like, you're in a job forever and then you just get a house and then that was it because we're pre-programmed to think, all right, the social idealisms, which just means the social norm, the beliefs and values of the society and the government projected you. At 30, you must be married with a kid, have a house full of debt, and that's what you're meant to do. And everyone gets a bit like, oh, my God, I'm going to have a house, kids, debt, like, oh, I'm out of the norm. And it's like they're where we wear these masks to fit in with the social norm of society so we don't get that fear of rejection. Yep. And, yeah, then that's, like, how i done that. And I continued to, to innovate and, like, work on myself and make sure that I'm doing that. And now I'm trying to uh, build my men's coaching business on the side. So I do that in my spare time. I run the gym in the spare time. I do the marketing for the gym in the spare time. And then we're rebrand, potentially rebranding and making another gym. So we're just looking at that's on our radar. So hopefully that'll be number two business or technically number three business on this side. And, yeah, I just keep pushing and more like I have to like I say you, some people you like you're so relentless I'm like yeah I am but I still I'm a human being I still have my days where I just want to eat KFC and watch tv right. <laughs> you know yeah, it's like leave me the fuck alone and let me chill um which you know it not something that the it's not a Goggins standard but um I know that you've got a lot of Goggins traits in you and I I really really respect that like I love that like burn the ships kind of line but you know like even with the the fact that you were able to leave something that had such powerful, significant hold over you of being in a gang with it, you know, I don't even know if your brother's still in it or still existing in no, that kind of thing. Yeah, cool. Um, but like, how do you transition from a life like that? It's such a paradoxical world to leave it. I'm sure it must have felt really um, like, I guess as part of your soul would, would have been longing for that, but then there would have been that side of like, losing something or needing to change environment because does wouldn't that like have like such a huge hold on where you were hanging out or, or dictated where you could hang out or like I don't know what the logistics side of that is so yeah, yeah it did like not necessarily like um I always had an, a separate group of friends and everyone that joined, like my, I had my my circle and my brother's set of friends and my, all my brother's friends who I'm still friends with to this day, they all left too. Yeah. Um, so when, when we left, it was never really like I had lost a big part of me cool. because I always felt like I was an imposter in there. Uh -huh. It wasn't me. Yeah. I felt like an imposter. Like, this isn't really me. Yes, I will fight any, every single one of you if I have to. And if you come near me or do anything like that, I will never back down. So I guess it's the only thing that got me through all of that was, again, there was my, there was that warrior mentality. Yeah. Was that like, listen, because I will never fucking take a backward step. And that's the thing I think that where I was so respected for. Because, yeah, okay, cool, I, I'm meshing and you still create bonds and I still create friendships. And a lot of people that I, I have met in there have left. And some people that I grew up when I was younger had joined. And I don't hold anyone to any any standard, you know what I mean? Because 
how does that dictate to us to better we are enlightened human beings if we constantly you know analytical mind judging criticizing comparing people that's ego right that's what the ego is designed to do so you learn once you have learned how to hold zero attachment to things and then then you can learn how to be in the moment that's when you can start to understand someone i think the seven habits of highly effective people say seek first to understand then be understood yes totally knowledge is power um and power without yeah knowledge is dangerous and um yeah i'm curious like what core nine actually means to you what why why was that name chosen between you and your your fellow scaffolder and mates um and what are the values behind you like what are your values and i'm sure they directly transfer to the gym and all of the work that you do as well so like i guess so the core nine name was actually a franchise from over sydney um and so it's called core nine fitness which is a 31 minute workout nine shape points three minutes of work 30 seconds of rest literally the best thing about it there's no session times or booking times but where we connected with it was as well because it was a mixture of boxing kickboxing military training gymnastics strength training all formulated into this one system that's mindless you get in you get out and you can have heaps of fun and it's really personalized because you've got personal trainers working with you on the floor the whole time and when we connected to that and because i had a you know martial arts is deep in my heart when i seen the boxing and kickboxing I was like, and military training because i wanted to be in the camera I was like, this is sick mm-hmm. you know what I mean? for us um yeah but i guess like my values that we generate into the gym you know what i mean like where our core nine values are generally like communication teamwork energy and love and loyalty and discipline and growth so that that's that's our thing you know what i mean and what we do is one of our beliefs is we aim to deliver one percent better than everybody else customer service training everything so that's what what innovates because at the end of the day teamwork makes a dream work right so you have yes. to have that team you have to be able to vibe off that and then one of that you always have to be constantly expanding if you're not growing you're dying right you need yeah. to be constantly expanding and i guess the loyalty part is always like you're loyal to you the people that are close to you right and then the success is kind of more I kind of, if you break that that value down, to be like growth under their growth and a little bit of contribution as well. Mm. And that's obviously without, you can have all these great values, but it needs to be focused into giving too. Definitely. And I guess my personal values, like depends what, what, what in what context, like I can say like my, you know, my, my core values are different to like my or vocation values as well. So like my health, my business, but I guess my biggest core values would be for me would be growth. One of my big, my, my strongest things, everything that I'm doing is to get better, to become a better person, to be able to learn more, to be able to, you know, give more. So I guess, you know, Growth would be the biggest one for me. Freedom. Yeah. Freedom is huge for me. Like, um, because when you've been tracked by like debt and this, like, I just want to be free. You know what I mean? And that's what drives me. That's one of the biggest drivers that I have because I want to be free. I don't want to have to have be bounded by like, by money, by circumstances. I want to learn how to be free. And then the other one that I could go back into would be like self-love. And self-love to me is like bringing love and connection and giving into one you know what i mean so like yeah. beyond like with growth and and um so what was i had growth, growth contribution growth. or um so, so it was 
it was growth and freedom. Freedom, the, yes. Growth, growth and freedom, sorry, is that abundance. Like, you know, you can't give until you're, you can't give to the biggest of your capabilities until you're abundant, right? You know what I mean? You can, you can still give, but you can't give to the level that you need, you want to yeah. until you, you create that freedom for yourself. And then, then it's like climbing, you know, like the like you got to climb the mountain, right? Once you climb the mountain, you've got the strategy, you've got the tools, then you can throw the ropes down. You're at the top. So you're just throwing the ropes down and you pull them mother effers up. Yeah. That's what you, you do. Because once you reach a certain thing, you want to bring everyone up to your level because you know that that level of consciousness and expansionness for yourself is so beautiful. And you want to teach and innovate uh, inspire and have that impact on people's life hey guys if i'm up here and this is amazing i feel great my life's beautiful i just my 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 first thing rolls back straight into protection everyone needs to get on this level mm -hmm. i'm gonna help you i've got the tools i've got the strategies and how can i help let's go let's bring a break free from this and this is what personal freedom is when yeah. this when all the chatter and all the noise and all the doubt is gone away from here and you can experience life on a level of like complete like like bliss like, and learning how to, and if you've heard of what Tony Robbins says, that magical moment, those beautiful moments where you are present and in the moment, and you're just like, life's fucking beautiful. And you it can is. take that moment in your day and just like look out on the sunset and, and breathe them like, great. And you can f cultivate that appreciation for not only life, but for yourself. And that all like comes down like within my men's coaching principles. I empower men to break through the bullshit stories that keep them playing small and trapped to connect to a vision and empowering vision, create purpose and become relentless. Because as human beings, we mostly just react. You react, we go out 90, 90 to 95% of our day-to-day -day life is run off the unconscious. And that's what Dr. Bruce DeLipman says, right? Yep. Five to 10% is so if a lot of people have a lot of noise in here that's not dealt with trauma like things in their life where they've attached you know crappy meaning to you know maybe that they grew up as a kid and they their parents didn't bring them up uh pick them up on time one time and they felt lost and abandoned and now they've created this fear of rejection you know what i mean and then that that, that evolves into social anxiety now you're, you're living your life with that oh and you have no idea what's going on for you yeah. And like when once we clear out that attic and start to in like inbuilt like stuff that's empowering to you, you can literally it's like putting the goggles of pain and misery on, throwing them off, and like I actually did virtual Ooh, reality the other day. Yeah. <laughs> and putting like a new life to look a lens. And that is what personal freedom is. To have something to work towards that like fills you to fills your soul up and then being able to experience life on like a different level that's what personal freedom is and it, from that you become a better partner you, you learn how to get you make the moves to take control of your health you learn how to you know experience love on a different level yeah. because you you know you don't run into your ego you don't run into the shadow side of yourself you don't run into that all them uh generalizations of if my girlfriend cheated on me that's going to happen again mm. that's what it means as well abundance is like i love that you brought up that point because i think when a lot of people hear abundance like people's minds instantly might go to money or whatever and it's like you know when we're thinking in terms of getting rich i don't think of just getting rich in terms of having more monetary value so i can give back i think of like having like abundance in relationships or health or career or um, communication or whatever it might be and 
And I really, really resonate and love the point of like taking extreme ownership and responsibility, which is something that like Jocko Willink, who I know you would know of and probably love his work too. It's something that he talks about strongly and the analogy of like climbing the ladder to be able to pull others up is like, we don't rest when we get to the top. There's a next level, there's a new devil. And it's like, it's actually harder when you've got more responsibility because you have more people who you're trying to bring up to, to like bring you, bring them with you. And it's not like hard, like, oh, screw you. You made me pull you up. It's like, no, God damn, I am going to work until this is done. Like I will not quit until this is done. And it's like, you get stronger by pulling more people up and it kind of gets easier at points, but you know, when you do reach new levels, it becomes harder to bring people up to the next level. So for those people who are trying to climb to the top and just have a wine and chill and sit back, like I don't usually resonate with those kind of people. It's like, keep fucking climbing, just keep climbing. Um, But also do stop to enjoy the view and enjoy the team and the people that you've got around you as well. Um, And that's something that I'm really huge on too, is like taking the chance to assimilate and digest where you've been, where you're going, like take a chance to actually look up and go like, where am I going? Like, what direction do I want to go? Like, look around you. Like, who am I bringing with me? Who am I choosing to pull up here? Cause you don't want, like, not everyone's going to want to be on your team and not everyone's going to fit in with like that part of your life or where you're at. So yeah, love it, dude. hundred percent. Like, you know what I mean? And you hit it right there. Your proximity is power too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. So that- that's whereas the, the biggest thing is if people, you know, as you evolve and your consciousness evolves, and I guess that's just the way your outlook and everything is, you evolve as a person. Yeah. And I guess like as leaders, you know, for me as a leader, I believe that we're here to like raise the consciousness up yeah. and that's to elevate people. And we do that through, you know, influence. Obviously we do that through influence and people that get influenced by it, great. There's still going to be people that are stuck in the fixed mindset, stuck in their stories and stuck in that. And life happens for you, not to you. So whenever that they're ready to do that, they can. Maybe they're never ready, but that's a choice that they make. Yeah, totally. Where's your brother in all of this? Is he like all on board with the stuff that you do? curious yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's always that so my brother right now he's a supervisor up north he right he's always been such a great and phenomenal uh, entrepreneur so he's had like uh he actually owned originally he was the original owner of luxury Inc. in bali which blew up and it's a multi-million dollar business but he sold it before he did it so he sold it for fifty thousand dollars before it blew up and he was the guy that started it all and now they've got like six of them and they're only millions and now he's just opened up uh, it's called sea west camper and um so he's just it's a car rental you know uh, car sorry van hire where they go all around like australia and stuff for these bombed out vans so he's doing that there now and if you amazing the way that he's 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 crafting that vision is beautiful wow. um, but yeah he, he he left too like we're still closer than ever he's got a daughter um yeah so he's just like the family dad man and then he's you know building his business on the side and working fifo so dude and as i've i'm i'm aware I feel like you live in the neighborhood. So um, why have we not caught up for coffee yet? And when are we going to make this happen for the team of us to come and just say, hey, and actually like give you a big squish or a shake hand or whatever you're, whatever you're yeah, into. Yeah, It'd be sure. freaking awesome. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. I've actually spoken to Tom and Josh and said that, yeah, I know that they're in Secret Harbor too. And I've got to, like, I guess for me, I'm so regimented sometimes. I, I go to work, I do my training. And, you know, they say to be exceptional in something, it's hard because I'm trying to build, trying to be exceptional in two businesses and my health Yeah. at the same time. So and then I've also now got a beautiful girlfriend. So now Yay. I'm trying to, like, spread this relentless energy out of, like, four ways and to split your energy is like ah like some days i'm like i'm in full pace on my my, my gym like, i mean my, my computer like, bam, 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 boom. and i was like oh i was like i gotta go to the gym i don't want to go to the gym i'm gonna just gonna do this and i was like you gotta go to the gym and it's so hard when you're in when you're in uh like mode right to pull yourself out of that energy and like shift it and like, all right i gotta go to the gym it's so hard for me sometimes when i'm so focused i'm like getting it done and then it's like oh, i gotta go do this i don't want to do this and then i'm getting so conflicted because it's so they're both high values for me so i'm just like ah i feel like but you're a fellow soul I'm, brother i'm like you're my spirit animal are you a gemini by any chance <laughs> i'm actually an aquarius you're it's an aquarius like, yes yeah. <laughs> i know a lot of aquariuses which is an air sign too it. so it's like blast yeah, yeah. but, but you you're know, definitely I, fire thank you i appreciate you um yeah let's let's definitely make it happen like it's yeah. not that hard sometimes it just it's like almost sometimes i need the message to pop up or i just need to bang it in my calendar all right this week bang boom and it's not only that i've been like to retrospect uh, like i was training for a 36 hour military special forces camp uh like three weeks ago and then i had a little bit of a break now i'm training for a fight and i'm doing the david goggins challenge four times 48 then i'm working with a gym rebrand i'm yep. doing the marketing for the business at the moment trying to grow my my business and then trying to grow my men's coaching business and then fit my relationship <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right, that, and then all of that, and then I'm just like, sometimes like, ah, but it's cool, but 100%, like, yeah. all it needs to do is I'd like, this date, this week, right. pencil you in. And totally. I'm awesome. Well, I'm known as the persister. People are like, thank God you were just uh, kept popping up on my screen because otherwise I just wouldn't have done it. So if you get a million messages and um, yeah, and if it happens to fit in with um, the rest of us here as well, like that'd just be amazing. We all have just been like, we just need to see him. Like we just, we just know this needs to happen. So when the stars and the moon yeah, and the sun and everything aligns, we'll, I know that we'll all touch base and hang out, even if it's a five minutes, dude, because we all respect business and, and life. And we're all like, same as you, hustling in so many different areas that I, I have that same attitude of like, oh, I need to do this practice and I need to not, not need to, but like need and get to. Um, yeah. But I know that without one of those things in my regime, it affects the other areas, even though it feels like at sometimes it's taking away. It's like, no, you need to do your meditation practice or the rest of the other areas are going to just like go nuts and you're going to feel scattered. And it's like, take 20 minutes and you'll give yourself an abundance of time for the rest of the day. <laughs> like, 100%. And I give you free permission to openly pester the shit out of yes. me. Yes. Because I was like, you are so right. I mean, it. get my ass <laughs> off you've just You've just hired yourself a pest. He's like, excellent. Pest control. <laughs> like, hey, Can I bother him? Really thank, you for the, thank you for the great podcast. When are we catching up? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I got you for an hour. Now I'm locking in our next uh, catch up date. Uh, that was the whole point of this. <laughs> um, but, 
in all terms of wrapping everything up, I have honestly enjoyed everything we've spoken about. I love your energy. I love the value that you add. I love the way that you explain things and your like playful personality that has the combination of like business, like relationship, all your values, work, career, like all of the projects that you do. But if you were to give people like, uh, I like to ask them what book they're currently reading or would recommend or like a favorite podcast that they love listening to or, or a song that gets you amped up in the gym that gets you into that weird like Tony Robbins dancing thing that you were talking about. It's like what gets you buzzed and what what do you completely recommend everyone needs to hear or listen to? So like I guess one of my biggest things that I, that I do like um, at the moment I'm listening to Relentless, uh, Relentless, yeah, Relentless at the moment and another one called gym launch but that's just specific because every time I, I look at like if you know tony robbins no extra time so i do listen to a lot of audio books but i understand yeah. that that's my weakest modality to like learn so i get to write a lot of notes on that but i guess the, the biggest one it just depends it's on it's on context if you are someone that's starting in the you know and you want to create financial freedom i would straight recommend rich dad poor dad and the cash flow quadrants if you are a person that wants to take ownership of your life and you want to you know like start to like get results happening david goggins can't hurt me yep um if you are in a relationship i would look at the love languages the love languages book because you need to understand how to like give and receive love and then probably something like the subtle art of not giving a fuck that would probably be a good one yeah um but yeah i guess yeah for me that was that's all my things but i guess you know i think a lot of people like will get the most out of probably like you can't hurt me and listening to that book totally. it just depends like, like remember it. oh and tony robbins the awakening of the giant within yeah for sure Cool. Um, and in terms of podcasts, I'm not, I haven't been really listening to many podcasts lately because I'm always either doing my audio books and otherwise I'm like, I get sometimes being growth, my highest value, I get tiny shiny object syndrome, which I'm so aware of. I'm like, got to do this, this book, this book, this book. And I start to listen to like 20 minutes of everything. So SOS, it's then- called SOS for a reason. Fucking help. <laughs> Yeah, I know. So I've got a, a, like a whole of that and I understand that now. Um, was there anything else that you asked me underneath that podcast, audiobook? No, but what's your favourite song? Like what gets you hyped? I oh. hope it's something completely random. No, nah, so like uh, this, I like, you know, when I'm doing my morning routine sometimes and if I'm doing movement, like for like that, I only do like three minutes, I listen to Darude Sandstorm. Digga, digga, digga. Is that the one? Uh, I'll quickly play it on my phone. <laughs> All right. But this, I've got heaps of podcasts um, that I listen to, but I've got like so much different music. I'm like listening mm. to like gangster rap, gonna kick your face in. Then I'm listening to meditation music. Same. And then I'm listening to like. <laughs> This is my life. I go to like fucking cranking out Eminem and like Hilltop Hoods or NF or something. And then I'm like, Oh, like what is happening up in here? How do we do this? Yeah. It's great. It's called the yin yang effect chaos yeah. and peace and abundance, baby. Dude, I'm feeling it. I'm hearing you, brother. Play it. Play this song. All righty. So, where is it? 
So this is Sandstorm. Everyone would have heard Darude Sandstorm. But it's just like so intense, like to like move your body to. And I think I learned it here when we did like the, one of the, like the if you've done the seminars before where you do like the Brian Bradley. Hunt. I was singing it before. I was like, it is the same one. Yeah. <laughs> it's the yeah, running so man. <laughs> yeah, but I've got all my playlists, so I can't say that I, ha I have so many different ones, but if, depending on what mood I'm in, you know, like I get up, I'll chuck that on and try to get my body into, you know, interstate, okay. move it about, okay. you know what I mean? What's a secret song that you're just slightly embarrassed that you like, but actually just bang out to it? And you're just like, this is cool. <laughs> like Taylor Swift embarrassed. or something. <laughs> Listen, like I, I literally don't. I don't think I really ever get embarrassed. I just like I step into everything. But yeah. I like listen to like Tracy Chapman. Oh, I love Tracy. That is not even. That's like you've gone up in my books, dude. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I think his mum is like, give me one more reason, and I'm gonna change my mind. Or fast car, living in a fast car, living in a fast car. Why am I hearing Darude Sandstorm in that living in a fast car? Yeah, it's remix. Dude, can you start a channel where you're just singing though? Because I thoroughly enjoyed watching you and listening to that, and yeah. <laughs> appreciate you though I appreciate your time your energy your value that you've given and just um saying yes really it's um it's that awesome thing of when we say yes we just don't really know what the experience or the opportunity is is going to unravel until we get into it so I I super appreciate you just being you I um yeah I love your personality and what you're about so let's make this catch-up happen whether it's you know we need to come to core nine and come in and get our running man on with you. Like I'm, I'm all about it. The, um, like what's the uh, Fortnite dance? Is it? Oh, dude, I'm not a dancer. <laughs> this is my, I just don't move. Worry. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're like monster mash, which is just. Yeah, monster mash, I guess. The film clip to that is the best. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're so my spirit animal. I love it. <laughs> oh, oh yes. Awesome. Cool. Well, we shall, we shall plan to catch up. And for anybody watching or listening, that's right. Where is the best spot to, for them to get in contact with you? Because I obviously stalked you down through Facebook. Is that the best option or Instagram yes, or maybe. where? So, yeah, I have a couple of different um, areas that you can reach me at, which is Instagram at iamjakeward.com. Uh, I am Jake Ward on Instagram, and that's for, you know, all my personal content for, that, I, um, that I put out there for, for men. So it's about, it's, it's for both really, but it's specifically aimed at men, and that's men that wants to step their life game up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they want to get through that bullshit. They want to get through trauma. They want to get through negative thinking. They want a new quality of life that they've ever that they could have never have imagined, and then they want that mindset to be relentless to get there. You know what I mean? And about being an in integrity with yourself, being motivated, being driven, and then also learning the tools and strategies to how to have that relentlessness but be abundant at the same time. And that's just learning to have a new perspective of how you view the world. Um, yeah, so I am Jake Ward on Instagram and then Jake Ward on Facebook as well. Otherwise, if you're looking to email me for whatever reason, it's info at iamjakeward.com. Perfect. And if anyone's resonated with Jake's story, wants to 
connect with him, wants to say, hey, give feedback. Um, if this podcast has added any value to you or inspired you to want to jump on board at his gym, like pretty sure you said that was at Rockingham. And it's, and it's looking Rockingham. to Core Nine Rockingham, and it's looking to expand as well. So whenever you're doing promos there, or you're looking to expand something, just hit me up, and I'll like I'll always um, yeah advocate for you as well where I can on my uh, platform here too, because um, it's cool to it's cool to support local, and then also just to connect Thank with you. someone. You're like, hey, it's awesome. Is that yeah? <laughs> it's sure. like yeah, I see you, and I'm like oh. You're my brother. Like, that's cool. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. I got you, bro. Yeah. It's like, I know you got your brother and no one will ever replace him, but it's like, but I'm also here if you need like, yeah, just to be pestered. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey it's me again. Hey, you know how you said you're okay with being pestered? I'm here. <laughs> oh, thank you. Cool. Well, we shall cut it there guys. And yeah, reach out. Like we, we certainly both love talking as you can hear and see, um, but continue to allow Jake to do his job and for me to do mine so your value is yeah it's innumerable and it's infinite so thank you again thank you too Lauren thanks for having me <laughs>